Rock Out Loud is brought to you by Tops. Tops is the most recognized name in trading cards since 1950. Head to www.tops.com to check out their sports and entertainment card collections, as well as apparel, custom cards, and other memorabilia. Attention everyone, this is an emergency broadcast. The unpleasant noise you are about to hear coming from your radio is not a mistake. Please do not turn on your radio, but turn up the volume on your receiver as high as it can go. Hello and welcome everyone to Rock Out Loud. It's the Rockingest podcast in the Goalerverse on the internet. We rock. That's what we do. We love to talk music. We love to listen to music. And we love to hang out with you. And we're so glad you're along with us on this episode as we're going to be talking about uh, concerts and live shows that I've never, that I haven't been to. So I, what I get to do is sit back and moderate a conversation between Kristen and whom? Well, we'll find out momentarily. I'm Steve Glosson, and the aforementioned co-host is the rockin'est chick in all the land, all the way from up on the Jersey Shore. Ladies and gentlemen, Kristen from Jersey. What's up, Kristen? Good evening, everybody. Wow, you really... It's been a day. Yeah, it has been a day. We'll talk about that momentarily. Yeah, I think it sucked the life out of a lot of us and, and just sucked the energy. It's hard to kind of... Um, to get really pumped and really be fired up about uh, about anything uh, with just kind of the, the, the pallor that's hanging over us all. In fact, I probably gave the most unenthusiastic reading of an ad ever as we were getting ready to get going here. So, I you sounded good. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I was going for professional enthusiasm, but it, I feel like it came out as Kurt Loder and um, Ryan Seacrest mixed with a little bit of uh, Carson Daly for you know, deadness and fakeness. Um, wow. Well, just saying, you know, you talk about guys that have no, you know, Ryan Seacrest has those dead eyes, but that excited voice and Carson Daly was just always kind of right here, you know, and Kurt Loder's Kurt Loder. Speaking of TRL came back on today and I missed it. Shut Dang. your mouth. Yeah. Huh? I wonder what they, I wonder what kind of stuff they were playing. Probably awful things. Like some, uh, like, like some, were they focusing on Taylor Swift's feud with whoever she's feuding with right now? And Probably. I'll tell you who they probably weren't focusing on, Greta Van Fleet. Which is sad, to be honest. To be honest. Um, also, uh, we want to welcome, for the first time uh, ever, to Rock Out Loud. I believe he's our first guest on Rock Out Loud. Am he I, is. Am I right on that? Yes. I'm 100%. Right. Love being right. You've heard him... Uh, you've heard his thoughts read in my voice uh, in multiple emails. He is a man of many names and many talents, and I don't know that you will be able to contain the enthusiasm that's about to jump into your earbuds. Ladies and gentlemen, we welcome to the show our friend Dylan Macca McManus. Good evening, Rock Out Loud. All right, Hello. everybody, we've got to get fired up. Let's just say this. Dylan, welcome to the show. Hey Steve, how's it going, man? Man, it's well. I'm I'm good, and I'm glad to have you on. You have you have often, as I said, 
brought a lot of good insight and experience uh, with your own personal experiences and stuff to the show through your emails and everything. I, I don't understand how you do anything but go to shows as many as you've been to and seen. <laughs> well, I keep busy. I work, but uh, the concerts are always just like uh, a guarantee for me, you know, plan ahead. But even not, you don't even have to plan ahead. It's just a good show is a good show. And going to concert is, 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 it, it's like seeing Springsteen, U2, Guns N' Roses. It's the music that keeps you going. We were talking uh, off mic or off air, and um, you you were saying that Dylan McManus is your stage name. You used to do some singing songwriting. Do you still do any of that? Um, not as much as I um, used to. Um, I'm more of a podcaster now. I do a once a week show here locally in um, Gallup, New Mexico. It's a hoot nanny show. We just bring acoustic instruments, and everybody sits in and plays. Been doing that for oh, quite a while now, but almost at least ten years. By the way, Hoot Nanny, ladies and gentlemen, Hoot Nanny. Um, You're on the right podcast. <laughs> a, a Hoot Nanny is what you get when you mix an owl and a billy goat. <laughs> I wow. did not know that. Hmm. So, what what style you you singer songwriter? Hoot Nanny really brings in a different level of style of music to me, though, than than coffee shop singer songwriter kind of guy. Are you guys playing jugs and washboards out there in New Mexico? Um, uh, acoustic guitars yeah. and um, ukuleles, mandolins, okay, stuff like that. All right, like a uh, secret session kind of stuff. Oh, nice, nice. Uh, uh, we should have. So, and you podcast. What? Tell tell us about. Plug your stuff, man. Uh, I've been podcasting a show called Macca's Reservation Radio on the Navajo Reservation here in Arizona. I've been doing that for seven years. It's a once-a-month show where I do two hours and play about 22 songs each and every show, and that's been going well. And um, and we also do another show called Delicious Hellfire, which is just like a, <laughs> I, I call it a, week, a weekly drink of a podcast where you just sit and turn on the mics and have a beer. I have a beer with my co-host and cousin uh, Alex, and we just talk music and movies, books. Um, concert reviews. Funny enough, to, we we do a major uh, uh, segment on it called Macca's Concert Tickets, which I have every concert ticket I saved since 1996, and we are barely on 2005 now. So, wow, there's a lot of concerts. Wow, and do you remember every one as you go through, as you roll through? Are you like, are there things that come to mind vividly? Is like you, you know, I mean, Lord, 1995 or 1996. Uh, you, you can you you think oh well here I was in such and such a place at such and such a time. I have, people ask me all the time to like what was that concert and where was it at and, and I'm, I'm like I'm very spot on with it most of the time and uh, yeah I can remember almost every concert I've been to. Some of them way back when I was like in like ten years old kind of was a little bit fuzzy, but I remember pretty much every concert, especially ones that have you know moments in them. You know, Kristen, are you like, like the ones? Are you like that, Kristen? Um, yeah. I mean, I remember a lot. Sometimes when I see a band a lot, they all kind of blur together, and I don't know what show, what thing happened during. Mm -hmm. But yeah, when it comes to shows, I have a pretty good memory. Hmm. Yeah. It's like when you, you said you saw the Struts and they did Supersonic this past weekend. Oh, my God. Do we want to open up that can of worms now? Because 
that happened. Uh, I'm so jealous. Uh, I mean, it was only during soundcheck. They couldn't play it during the full set because they ran out of time. But I was there for soundcheck, and I watched that happen. And I was like, how about Supersonic? Oh, my God, they're playing it. And Luke was and Luke was like, I don't have the words printed out, so I'm probably gonna mess them up. And I'm just like, oh my god, oh, I don't care as long as you play it. Oh man, I, the struts when I saw them in Albuquerque last year, in a small club that was sold out, I never seen that place, a, a actual place, shake from all the people having a great time and the band. It was it was my second favorite show of the year of that year, and I saw Springsteen four times. And struts were number two. Which is crazy, because you were front row for a lot of those Bruce shows, or at least damn close. <laughs> I was pretty close. I got lucky that year. Oh, God. Give me some of your luck. <laughs> well, we'll all go to a concert together, you, me, and Steve, and we'll get front row somehow. Yes. Please, let's do. I don't think I'd fit in well on the front row. Lies, Steve. Lies. I'm, I'm more of a sit in, the ba- sit in the back and bob my head kind of guy. Steve, I don't fit in at a Bruce Springsteen show, okay? With my piercings and my crazy hair and makeup, you'll be fine. Well, wait, are we talking about going to a Bruce show? Yeah. That'd be awesome. I mean, is there any other way? Well, I mean, I didn't know what you got. I mean, you know, he just said a show, and I thought, well, we can do any show. I mean, otherwise, you could go to a strut show, and there you wouldn't look out of place at all. You would actually probably fit in perfectly. Most definitely. It's a very odd crowd. It's like 38-year-old men, um, 60-year-old men, or 8-year-old children. At a stretch show? Oh, yeah, buddy. Yeah, but Kristen, you always talk about how you're going nuts and everything. I just sit in the back and just kind of bob my head. and like, yeah, that's good. Well, that's fine. I went. Okay. To, I was front row with my friend Heather yesterday, and she was like singing along, but not going crazy. And then yeah. I'm sitting there, and I'm singing with Jed and doing my whole thing. You know. It's I mean, fine. you're a high kicker. I am, <laughs> but only when I have the space to do it. Okay. <laughs> there will probably be photo evidence of this. I'm hoping so. Oh, I've got my fingers crossed. Just hoping. tweet at the killers. Play fame after you play the man in Billy. Um, I listen because he's become such a a lovable, lovable part of the chat at mixer.com slash goaliverse. I have to do something for Uncle Bill real quick. Oh, God. Yeah. I don't know how quick it's going to be. So, Bill, strap in. Here you go. This is for you. Little man of war. By the way, pumpkin-headed dancing man doing his thing. <laughs> All right, that's good. That's sixty seconds worth. That was rocking. I, 
if they'd have come in with some lyrics. I don't. I don't think I know a Man of War song. Um, I don't think I do either. Although Bill says all the time, "You totally do." I'm like, I definitely don't. Well, that was the that was about a minute's worth of Warriors of the World, and and I was I'll be honest, I was digging it. And I Bill says that, that he felt just like a little girl. Yeah, I think they were the loudest band in the Guinness Book of World Records. Okay. Really? In, back in the '80s, I think, if I'm not mistaken. I I think you're right. I think you're right. I think that's their big claim to fame. Is being the loudest band, so that and their loincloths that they would wear on like album covers and stuff, and be so tough. Yeah, well, this is actually a pretty cool little photo, uh, it, or not a photo, but some artwork. It, it's not your typical metal artwork, but they lo- they apparently love America because the man's standing tall with the American flag on the album cover there. But okay, um, got a couple of serious things to talk about before we get into our our show picks tonight. Um, First of all, thoughts and prayers with everyone that was affected uh, late last night, early this morning, depending on what time zone you were in, with the just the senseless, stupid shooting in Las Vegas, um, and happening at a live show, you know, at, at a concert of all things. It's just, you know, it's the second one that we've kind of heard about, and over the course of a few months, of course, the one terrorist attack at the Eric, Ariana Grande show in London, and now this. Ugh just ridiculous and it's sad that this is a reality that us as concert goers have to face oh yes like Uh. and like they take so many precautions and like you know it takes an hour to get in through security and all this stuff and then this stuff is still happening and i mean i talked about it last week on here or recently on here like live shows are a safe haven they are where we go to forget about everything bad happening in the outside world so stop messing with our shows man yeah it you know it's reminiscent of the theater shooting back in aurora um several years back during the dark night and it's just like what of all the places that you know people go they're not going for any other reason than just to enjoy themselves have some fun, you know, enjoy some music in the case of Aurora, enjoy a movie. And, and, it, and it's like the, how evil must you be to take advantage to take, you know, uh, and, and look, it was a Jason Aldean show. It, it had been a music festival that had been going on for several days. And it was Jason Aldean. And I don't know that Chris and I would ever bring Jason Aldean to the table on rock out loud. Um, <laughs> but, you know, regardless, the people there were there because they loved the music, they loved the performer, and they they were just having fun. No one was being hurt by going and just having fun at at a country music concert. And 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 the, and what's really mind boggling is there's still no um, motive that's been kind of put out there. There's no rationale. Not that there is any legit reason but you know it, it's just it's so senseless and it's so tragic and um just you know i echo Kristen, stop messing with shows stop stop hitting people where they're just there to enjoy life and and try to get away from the stupidity of it all and uh it's just terrible 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 well, you this- know you know what's crazy though last year angie and i went to see the killers in samstown yeah at the same time that weekend when we checked back into the luxor hotel 
the entire hotel was overrun with people in cowboy hats and cowboy boots and flannel because they were at this festival last year. Mm, wow. So people literally just descend upon Vegas for this show. So it is crazy that literally a year ago, me and Angie were there with those people. This festival has been going on for a few years, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and uh, although it's not my kind of music, you know, you know, concerts make you feel good, you know, and escape from reality. And it's just really sad. I have some family out in Vegas who I called immediately uh, late last night, and I found out some of my friends were actually on the strip uh, oh, texting wow. or uh, Facebooking, and uh, they they were staying at the uh, – they were trying to just get into the casino, and they – they kind of shut everything down so they but as long as i knew is all my friends were safe that was good but i was really surprised on uh hearing the news about that because I'm, I'm a huge person that loves vegas so much and i always go there a lot and uh just uh and and it's a concert you know another thing i love and and it, it's not going to stop me from going to concerts it just, it just really shook me today totally you can't let the like i like i always say it's like you know I go, I go abroad a lot, and, you know, in, one of my favorite places in the world is London, and London's been the victim of a lot of terrorist attacks, and every time I say, like, oh, yeah, I'm going back next year, people always say to me, like, you better be safe when you go over there, and it's like, yeah, but I, I can't let it stop me from going. I can't yeah. let it stop me from living life, and, like, I, I said to my aunt today, I was like, if I were to ever be taken out at a show, God forbid, just know that I went out doing something that I love doing like that was my happy place that's my safe haven so at least you know if I had to meet my end that way that I was in a good spot mm -hmm. and we've got uh, good friends of the show uh, Dean and Wendy Cooper and their family that are out there um, you know and uh, man it's just you know I immediately thought of them as this was going on and it's just not a uh it just, on one hand, I'm angry. On another hand, I'm sad just because of the state of humanity. And, you know, on, on the other hand, it's like I I don't, it, it's it's one of those things that I just can't comprehend. Cannot comprehend the the senseless taking of innocent lives um, for for no reason. I, it's just, it, it's just absolutely horrible. And, um, you know, I, and, and then again, you know, you think of the performer. You know, just like uh, back with the with the deal with Ariana Grande, though though he wasn't hurt, none of his people were hurt apparently that we know of. Um, you still got to think I was on the stage doing that, and and from all reports, what I heard on on one radio show this morning is that it was his last song of the show. Yeah, it was like the encore. And so you know, you think about him now. Well, what if we hadn't gone out and done an encore? What if we had just said good night everybody and been done with it you know how and, and people are already you know dispersing how much less damage would have been done and and so you just got to imagine what they must be thinking and uh it's just it's one of those things you would have never expected and it's just terrible so our thoughts prayers hearts are with those affected by this just idiotic attack and and um it's just terrible uh, the other thing is some very awkward news today. Um, as Tom Petty was reported as having passed, 
And about two and a half, three hours ago, they rolled at the time of this recording, they rolled that back. CBS had originally reported that, and they rolled that back uh, because they were basing that on an LAPD report. Um, and now we hear from TMZ that he is clinging to life, uh, but they throw in that they don't expect him to live. So Tom Petty right now fighting for his life in a hospital, and uh, that's that's wild. I mean, that's news you didn't want to hear today either. Too many of rock, the rock greats are starting to leave us, and I'm not. I'm not okay. And I mean, I said to you, like I, I said to both of you guys, like I was not a huge Tom Petty fan, but you can't deny his impact on music and how huge he was and how many hits he had. Right. Like he he wove he wove his way into the American culture. So just the fact that you know like that which everyone said like he didn't have any history of heart conditions there was nothing wrong with him medically like it literally just snap mm -hmm. happened so it it can happen anytime you don't need to be sick you don't need to show symptoms of being ill it can happen at any point yeah enjoy every day people yeah i just saw tom petty in august at a seco field in seattle washington it was a one of the best shows of the year I saw, but I just kind of shocked and gut punched, you know, today. I haven't, I didn't know I was that big of a fan, but I, I guess I'm a huge fan of Tom Petty. And I finally saw my first show of his, you know, this year. And it, it kind of did bring back a little bit of the Bowie when, when Bowie passed. And um, it's just a little, yeah, you, like you said, the greats are leaving us. And um, it's more important to see the older artists than the, younger artists i guess i think you always have a chance to see the younger bands but i think it's more important to see um the older bands i guess you know um i, I was lucky enough to see leonard cohen uh, about 10 years ago seven years mm -hmm. ago and uh, it's still one of the best shows i've ever seen but it's just uh, yeah we're, we're not ready you know just not enough time i guess well when you consider that tom petty and the heartbreakers broke in 1976 they they broke into things and they were, you know, it wasn't really hit after hit necessarily, but their hits lasted and, and it kept them going right on up into the nineties and beyond. I mean, they just released an album. Uh, when was their last album released? Uh, seven years ago, maybe 2010. Um, but they, you, you get into like, I remember being in high school and Mary Jane's Last Dance being the thing, you know. And that's 20 years, almost 20 years after um, after their initial, you know, album. And that's huge, you know, that to, to have that kind of staying power um, is just, it's, it's wild. And I don't know, I don't know how cool it is or not is to to be a Tom Petty person. I, he's never been like huge to me. Like it's never been like Kristen said, someone that we, we've not really talked about on the show or anything, but man to, uh, you can't deny his, his impact on the culture, on the pop culture and, and what, uh, what he means to so many people. 2014 was the last, uh, was the last album Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers released. So three years ago. So, I mean, still, still doing it, still out there, you know, 
going doing shows and stuff and and making music and man it's uh it's crazy but we're going to try to keep an eye on the news as we roll through the show to kind of stay current but as of now uh the information we have is that he is still alive and uh but there's no real update on his condition um as we speak so that is fighting good, good vibes all the good vibes yeah it's crazy man it's wild um now we have a, an awful segue <laughs> yeah this is this, how do you come back from that yeah it's hard it's hard to know how to come back from all that um i will say this that you know we've 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 referenced it a couple of times and and i said at the top of the show that we're talking about live shows and and particularly wanting to hear stories about shows that you guys have been to and 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 what you guys have to say about some of your favorite shows and we're going to play some live music most of the music i think i've got um is live versions if if not necessarily i know dylan you sent some some stuff and i really tried to find it and in some cases i could in other cases i just kind of settled for the live versions from around that same time um so we are we're going to get into some of this stuff and uh and talk some of these some of these uh shows and some of these songs and stuff from these shows dylan we're going to start with uh your first pick um from Def Leppard's Hysteria Tour in 1987-88. You mentioned the Tacoma Dome in Tacoma, Washington. I remember after I'd gotten to go see Def Leppard live that you wrote in about this show. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, that was my first ever concert. I was seven or eight years old. Mm-hmm. And how does it, does it resonate? Does seven, eight-year-old Dylan still... <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, it's funny. I, I just got into, into hysteria. I think it was the first leg of the tour, and um, I, for some reason, this memory comes back right now. I remember going to McDonald's before the concert. <laughs> I don't know why that just came back to me, and I haven't thought about that in years. But I remember my sister's friend took me and my friend Jason to see uh, uh, Def Leppard, and I was like super wow. into hysteria but i also knew with pyromania and this is what kind of turned me i think tesla was the opening band hmm. if i'm not probably. mistaken probably and, and i remember in the encore freaking out because they did traveling band by credence clearwater revival oh wow yep and i got to hear that live and that's something that i didn't get to hear again until i got that uh, deluxe edition of pyromania and uh, it's on the the live concert on that one, and I, I was like, I, I, I kept telling myself they didn't play CCR, and then, <laughs> and I was like, no, they, I, I didn't make this up in my head. This is this was exactly what happened, and I was just, oh man, I just, and I thank you, Kristen, for um, turning me on back on to Def Leppard. I didn't know how much I missed it, and I I love it, you know, and I just I haven't thought about it in a long time, but hearing your guys's podcast and i remember you know you guys your love for def leppard brought me back into uh loving def leppard again and uh thank you for that well this is such a good catalog though like it really is there's so there's something there for everyone sorry steve i interrupted you i just love def leppard i know you do well i was going to play some music uh dylan picked women uh live and uh i mean hey where to go dylan um (laughs) (laughs) 
nowhere from the album, though. Yeah, but this is... I love this one. I, actually, I do, too. I do, too. This is actually from uh, their Live in the Round show from around the same awesome. time. This was uh, at McNichols Arena in Denver, Colorado. Uh, in 1988 so let's listen to a little bit of it we got everything we need we got the band we got the crowd we have no shirts we got the lights the cameras the action there's only one thing that we ain't got I gotta tell you, in this video, Joe's pants are barely hanging on. Oh, and they're glorious, aren't they? They are so <laughs> shredded. Those jeans are so shredded. Like, it is almost a parody of this time of the 80s when people would, like, were intentionally cutting holes in their jeans and that sort of thing and buying jeans with holes already in them. It's almost a parody how just ripped those jeans are. But it's iconic. Like, that is, like, that is the iconic Joe Elliott look. Like, yes. That and the freaking Union Jack t-shirt and the leather pants with the white socks. Yes, both are iconic, but everyone knows those jeans. Come on. Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> and also, there's that? only one thing we ain't got, please. You could have had any girl in that crowd. Stop it. Well, I think he was saying that ironically, you know what I mean? Uh, I, think, I think they were under the stage already. Uh, that's what I was about oh, to say, yeah. Dylan. I was about to say, from what I understand, they were under the stage. Just With waiting. Very special passes. That's right. No kidding. Oh man, what a what a show, Dylan. It blows my mind that you were how old when you saw them? Uh, seven or eight. And it was around the same time, 1988. You say? Yeah, 87 or 88. I, I don't. I, I don't that have is... a ticket from this show, so I can't really confirm it. But it was 87 or 88, and I'm pretty sure Tesla was the opener, so it might have been the 87. I mean, at the height of Def Leppard. You're there as a child. Did you even yeah. have a clue? Did you even realize? 
oh no, I didn't, I didn't know it was going to change, you know, like my life and everything. You know, you just it's when you're first discovering music on your own and you just find the stuff you like. Like I can remember seeing the first music video I ever saw was like David Bowie, Modern Love, and then after that was like Def Leppard, uh, uh, Foolin' or something. I think, I think you know, just those kind of memories come back and and man, they, they were awesome Def Leppard was like the king of MTV back in the 80s and I kind of nostalgic about that era nowadays and I hope the rumors are true and we get a hysteria 30th anniversary tour next year I will sob and also the rumors being that it's with journey oh my god shut your mouth whoa 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 what oh yes Steve oh yes that is the rumor that Def Leppard and Journey are going to tour together and that Def Leppard is going to play Hysteria in its entirety. But I, I, I swear, if they don't come to this area, I will fly wherever I have to go to see them. But I thought we heard that Neil Sean was done with Journey. Well, who knows? He can just replace everyone, Steve. That's true. What if Steve Perry came back and it was the Steve Perry reunion tour with Def Leppard? Steve Perry. Can Steve Perry still sing though? I thought Steve Perry had lost his voice. I mean, I he op- or he played a few Journey songs with um, like Eels or some band. He came out and he did like Lights and oh god, maybe Open Arms. He sounded pretty dang good to me. Now, granted, this was like ten years ago, maybe, mm-hmm. but he still had the voice. Okay, I've never seen Journey. I would love to see Journey with Steve Perry too. Oh, ditto. Well, I've fingers crossed. I've only seen and then the other guy. Not Kelly Hansen. I always want to say Kelly Hansen. Angie will know. Angie, who was the other lead singer that we saw also with Def Leppard? <laughs> you saw... Journey and Def Leppard have toured together because it was the first time Angie saw Journey. And she was so excited to hear Wheel in the Sky. And so was I. And then I was just more excited for Def Leppard because I think at that point... Oh, there you go. Steve Augenti. Right. I was going to say it was the other Steve probably then. Yeah. So yeah. many Steves. Um, Nothing wrong with yeah, that. yeah, Def Leppard came on and I was like 13 or 14 and I was just uh, over the moon. <laughs> <clears throat> well, um, so how many times then, Dylan, have you seen Def Leppard? Do you know? Was that the only time? Twice, actually. Okay. Um, it was almost 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 30 years later i finally saw def leppard uh last year and um man i just everything came flooding back and that's the first thing i thought of was uh you guys and i was like wow they got me back into this i'm at a def leppard show <laughs> who, and I was, who were they with um poison was it poison last oh year? yeah they were with poison a little bit last year weren't they how yeah, was... but I, I loved all the new stuff, too. I was really kind of taken aback because it sounded like 80s Def Leppard. Oh, that, that new, new listen, their latest album. Of course, we li- we did a listen through on the show. You can check it out in the archives, everybody. Um, I love, I love their, their self-titled album. Absolutely. And I love their cover of Rock On. <laughs> yes, yes. Their whole cover's was... record. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's a great most... album. Most covers records, you know, are usually hit or miss, but that was a really good one, I thought. And uh, they had really good choices on there. They weren't going for the obvious. Well, that so was that was their whole thing. They were like, we don't want to go with, you know, ooh, the, the hot Rolling Stone song. Like, they didn't want to do that. And thank God, because they introduced me to some really great music that I was like, oh, yeah, like, I never got into this band. And now, like, I kind of want to see more what they have to offer. 
that's a good thing about covers records, like turning on to the bands that you uh, discover later, like uh, Guns N' Roses, The Spaghetti Incident. I learned a lot of bands on there, went to my record store and bought all the original artists' albums and stuff. You know, I love I love covers records. Well, we all know Guns N' Roses only had one good album, isn't that right, Kristen? Uh, yeah, in my very <laughs> humble opinion, yeah. Oh, that's not that humble. Uh, no, it's not. But, you know, we get bad reviews if not, so. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, you know we have to have some Bruce on here. And uh, we, we're, we're not Bruce heavy, per se, but we do have a couple of Bruce picks. And this is... Uh, from Kristen's list, this is uh, going to be off of live 1975-1985. Um, this is Candy's Room. So let's, let's give it a listen here. If it, if, there we go. In Candy's Room, that picture's no heroes on the wall. When you get to Candy's Room, you gotta walk the darkness of Candy's Hall. Strangers from a city call my baby's number. They bring her toys. When I come knocking, she smiles pretty. She knows I wanna be Candy's boy. There's a sadness hidden in that pretty face. A sadness all her own. From which no man. Can't keep candy safe, we guess Our voices in my way The voices in my face The fire rushes towards the sky We go drive Driving deep into the night I go driving deep into the light In Candy's eyes She says, baby Kristen, it says here you've seen Bruce 26 times live. I have, yes. That is not a lie. <laughs> All up in your area of living? No. <laughs> uh, I've flown up to Boston, and I've seen him in Florida and in North Carolina. Wow. You went to these places just to see him? Um, well, at the time in Florida, I lived there, so it was only like an hour and a half drive. I flew just to see Bruce in um, North Carolina, and then I flew. We made a weekend out of it, but yes, we flew specifically to Boston to go see Bruce. Why well, was a Bruce fan? A little bit. <laughs> Dylan, you don't listen to the show, huh? You're welcome to the show, Dylan. Uh, <laughs> this, this is how much of a Bruce fan Kristen is. I've been converted. You don't, like, I, I'm serious, and I've said this on the show. I've heard people say not necessarily disparaging things, but negative things, you know, that aren't, well, not even negative, but just not as positive as I'd like. You know when you're a sports fan and mm -hmm. you're watching, like, your team on CBS or NBC Sports or Fox Sports, and and the announcers are clearly unbiased, but they're not giving your team as much as you think they should, and so you're like, well, they're just hating on hating on the dogs. They're hating on this team. 
that's how I feel when people just don't give Bruce as much as I think they should. Like that's what Kristen has done to me. Like, You're welcome. Yeah, exactly. You're welcome. <laughs> like I'm like you should. Bruce is the greatest. You should love him. <laughs> he is. I mean, so like it's no secret. Like I love Bruce, guys. Um, but the reason for Candy's room is because that was the first. Those symbols were the first. Thing I ever heard at a live concert ever. Bruce was my first concert on September 20th, 1999 at the First Union Center in Philadelphia and I still have my ticket, Dylan. <laughs> wow. And we were in a suite because my dad knew someone. Um, so we were in a suite like directly across from the stage so he was super, super small and I could barely see him. Um so I watched the screens a lot, but it was amazing. And those symbols and then the crowd reaction to that. There are very few moments in my life where I could pinpoint and stick a pin in it and be like, that changed my life forever. And that moment changed my life forever. Like it when, was I love all downhill. when a concert can do that for you. Is this the concert we did Candy's Room into Roulette? Um, no, but I will read you the set list because <laughs> Here we go. it's unbelievable. Yep. And I will literally never get a set list this good ever. And the fact that I only remember bits and pieces of the show because I was nine. <sighs> okay. So everybody, brace yourselves because, oh my God. Um, Candy's Room, Adam Raised a Cane, The Ties That Bind, Prove It All Night, Two Hearts, Darlington County, Something in the Night, <sighs> Manchester wow. on the Hill. Independence Day, Youngstown, Murder Incorporated, Badlands, Out in the Street, 10th Avenue Freeze Out, Working on the Highway, Ghost of Tom Joad, Back in Your Arms, Backstreets, Light of Day, Encore 1, Ramrod, Bobby Jean, Born to Run, Encore 2, Thunder Road, If I Should Fall Behind, and Land of Hope and Dreams. Oof. Wow. Yeah. That's so jealous. That's a good set list. Talk about coming in hot. And, like, I've seen some dog Bruce Springsteen shows. Like, I've seen some shows that I'm literally, like, I want my money back. Like, that set list was not for me. But that, oh, my God. And, like, I still remember, like, seeing all the house lights come up during Born to Run. And I still get goosebumps every single time the house lights come up during Born to Run. Because I remember looking around with my nine-year-old eyes that had never experienced anything like that before. And just seeing every single body moving and clapping and dancing and being happy and afterwards i said to my dad when we walked out when can we go again <laughs> like so we all should have known where my entire life was going just take my money bruce bands whatever and yeah i mean and candy's room still to this day anytime he plays it like and then when that whale happens like when he's like that Oh my god. Chills. Oh my god, I throw the horns up. People are probably like, this girl's a psycho. Why is she throwing horns at a Bruce show? It's like, because that rip, though. <laughs> Spoken like a true Bruce fan. <sighs> it just doesn't get better, except for meeting him. That was pretty great. If I'm ever front row, that, that might also be up there. <laughs> oh my goodness. That was a year ago, two days ago, I think it was. I got to meet him in Seattle for the book tour. Still life-changing. Ditto. I remember when you were like, I asked for a hug. I don't I don't even care. I asked for a hug. I didn't know what to say to him. I was just like, I just I just said it was an honor to meet you. And he, he my mom grabbed his face and then <laughs> Your mom wait, your mom grabbed his face? 
well, my mom's in a wheelchair, so okay. she, they had, Bruce had to come down off the stage, and then we were like the first ones, and then <laughs> my mom just got close to him and grabbed, almost to the point where it kind of surprised him. She put his hand on his face, and she just, he just surprised Bruce, and she's just talking to him, and I was like, Mom, you know, you're gonna get down, you know, I was like... <laughs> Oh, just cracking up. And then you can see it on, we made all the news channels, like their front page, my oh, mom wow. holding Bruce. I'll see if I can send you a picture through on Twitter. It's so uh, good. The picture is so good. That's great. I'll send it to Rocket Loud. Let's see. Because I remember, like, when I posted that I was going to meet him, I remember Dylan was like, oh, my God, like, there's a Seattle date. Yes, I'm going to do it. I'm going to travel. Let's do this. So I was, like, all over Dylan's Twitter when he was meeting Bruce. I was like, oh, my God. And, like, I remember I told you, I said, like, I didn't expect how connected he was and how present he was. So I was like, be prepared for him to be super present with you. And when he's with you, he's with you. <laughs> I, I didn't freeze like a deer in the headlights, but I just – it's kind of like Chris Farley, Paul McCartney, Saturday Night Live. <laughs> where he just like you're just stumbling over your word I just said it's an honor to meet you and then when he's leaving I was like can I have a hug and he hugged me and I damn near cried and I was all I was like even now thinking about it I just like get kind of a little bit of emotional because it's what do you say when you meet one of the biggest heroes of your life and and not just as a musician but as a person and it, it was just still right now thinking about it but whew Okay, I'm good. It's hey, we've. I mean, Steve's gotten choked up about Bruce on this show, which it oh. just, oh, it just makes my heart sore. Let me. I cannot listen to Independence Day without at least getting a lump in the old throat. That is, that I think that's my favorite Bruce song. And I mean, it's a damn good one, Steve. Yeah, yeah. So, um, that's uh, I. I just, I, I would love nine-year-old Chris. Can we go again? <laughs> can we cool. go again? <laughs> uh, it took me like, I think, two years before I went to another show. And it was Bon Jovi. So, I mean, I did it in a very New Jersey way. <laughs> sure, yeah. That, there you go. <clears throat> um, We'll move right along here. This is, uh, this is Kiss. Wow. Hadn't had a lot of Kiss on the show. Oh yeah, it's one of my. This was my first Kiss show. Oh really? Back in yeah, it was actually um, 1995. Mm -hmm. uh, the Worldwide Kiss Convention Tour at the Hyatt Regency Hotel in Phoenix, Arizona, June 25th, 1995. At this time, Kiss were a little bit. It's kind of like what Kiss are now. <laughs> kind of lowered. You know, um, they weren't at their peak at this time. So they did a acoustic tour, the Worldwide Convention Tour. They went to these hotels, and they played in the hotel ballroom. And they showed the old concert footage. There was a Kiss tribute band. There was their costumes from the 70s. And just, it's all Kiss. And I remember at the time begging my sister to buy me the most outrageously priced $100 ticket to go see this show. <laughs> and this is 1995. So that, wow. I was... Only Gene Simmons could justify a hundred dollar ticket for a ballroom in nineteen ninety five. And cut to I waited there all day and I got a camera. I even had a a little tape recorder too with me. And after the tribute band got off stage, and I do believe I met Tommy Thayer way before way before he joined the band too. He was just he was like doing sick 
not security art, but he seemed like he was emceeing uh, uh, the Kiss trivia event. But they showed like concert footage, and there was a question and answer session, and autographs. But I was waiting for the two-hour unplugged part of the show, and I just I was front row because it was you're sitting on the hotel ballroom floor. The stage is about knee level, and Gene Simmons, Paul Stanley, Eric Singer, and Bruce Kuehl had come out and do a killer set of songs that they don't touch anymore. Mm. And it was just a rare moment, but I was right there, and Paul Stanley's right there, and right there is Gene Simmons, like not even five feet between us, just right there. Well, this is God Gave Rock and Roll for you from that show, and it's recorded on a 1995 camera, so that's, that's the audio. Here we go. Gene's like, now listen. <laughs> it was just an amazing show because I got to hear like Mr. Speed and all these rare Kiss tracks, and Paul Stanley could still sing at the time. I was about to <laughs> say, Paul Stanley still got his voice there, doesn't he? And, and I, I remember they were passing the microphone out to the crowd to sing along, mm. and that was a really interesting thing to do because you know some of them you know didn't sound all that great, but some people sounded really great, and I actually have the video a DVD of this performance, the whole thing in my collection, just every now and then I was like, Oh, I'm like, I gotta watch that. And cause you never got to hear those songs ever again, you know, mm. unless you pay like ex- exorbitant amount of money to go on the cruise or right. a meet and greet. So, but yeah, I, I, you can actually see me front row <laughs> in the video when he says, uh, God gave rock and the, the, the harmony part. And I turn around and you can see me, my full, by full face on camera in that video and it's kind of was that your face uh yeah it was my face and if you see it from a, the the video from a, a certain angle you can see me and uh, i just got crack up but i was like wow that's how i used to dress that's great <laughs> that's great um i was first introduced to that song not by kiss in fact focus journey no no not really? at all I was first introduced to that song by a little group called Petra. Um, Petra is you know, a Steve loves Petra. Pe- they, oh, I love some Petra. <laughs> they were a, they're a Christian group, Christian rock group, and they did this on uh, on their album "Beat the System." In fact, I had a friend who tried to tell me that Kiss was covering Petra when they did that song, but that's not oh my, true. Oh my God, I love that more than the Kiss version right now. So, 
looking it up now. Oh my god, that was awesome. Oh yeah, well it's uh it's uh from their album Beat the System, and I think they did an earlier version too, maybe off of one of the really early records, but. Yeah, they did. Uh, it was off of uh, their "Come and Join Us" record, which was their second record in 1977. They did it. So it's originally a song done by Argent. Right. Right. Um, yeah. Looking this up. Yeah. So I, you know, the, when I saw Kiss, of course, they were uh, closing for Def Leppard, um, and it was it was a real letdown from from Leppard. The Def Leppard was so on point with everything in their show that, that Kiss was just kind of a letdown, if I'm being honest. And I know my friend Scott Rifen hates to hear that, but it's true. Yeah. It's true. I, I think I've seen Kiss twice because I left before they played at Def Leppard because I was like, they were awful last time we saw them. So I don't know who Kiss played with that I went with, like that I went to see, but they did. And I was like, wow, Paul Stanley. Wow. Yeah, bless Last time I saw them was 2004, but actually, I hate to say it this way, the worst one I saw was when they opened for Aerosmith, mm. and they, they oh. just were, oh, my God. They, they It was one of the it was the first Kiss show I saw where they didn't bring it, and then Aerosmith just came in and just destroyed, and I, I couldn't believe that. Well, they better be happy that they were opening for Aerosmith then, because then it would have even been more embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> like the opening band is supposed to be a little lackluster, even though if it's Kiss, you it's like it's freaking Kiss, man. You guys were like rock gods in the seventies, like ugh. And I also hate when bands don't play like really big songs. Like God gave rock and roll to you was like a really big hit. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. They didn't play it when I was when when I saw them, which I was really surprised. I'm like, what? Shouldn't you close with that? Isn't that your closer? <laughs> Isn't that the song everyone gets the lighters out to? Yeah, but maybe uh, maybe he just can't sing it no more. Maybe that's probably it. They don't. What do it can no he sing anymore? I mean, I don't mean to be snarky and and rude about it, but I mean the guy just—he's not. I mean, his voice just sitting there, unfortunately. Yeah. I feel like Kiss is one of those bands where, like, if they sang to a track or like. Not, I'm not even saying lip synced, but like if they just sang to a track and had something that was more prevalent than his voice and he just kind of, you know, emphasized every now and then, I feel like people would appreciate that more. Mm. Yeah. Agreed. I think so. Maybe just lip sync. Um, <clears throat> we also, if we're going to talk live shows <laughs> with Kristen. Oh, God. <laughs> real quick, I want to give you the rundown of times that she's seen the most times of these picks that she's seen i won't go through all her pick names but there's one group that's 14 or 15 bruce as we said 26 this group she's seen 22 times live yeah wow. and, and they've been broken up for how many years where is jess when we need her here we go this is my chemical romance mm. And Kristen has told me I can just play it however long I want to. You can hear the, you can hear Kristen yelling in the background if you listen close enough. Oh my God! Love this.
Cell phones in the air before the days of the flashlight being on the cell phone. Before, well, okay, Kristen's about to hate me. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, the fathers of emo, ladies and gentlemen, my chemical romance. They're not emo! <laughs> <laughs> then what do you They're call not. Then what do you call them? A rock band! Okay. If you knew anything about emo, you would know my chemical romance is not that. All right. My um, chemical romance doesn't sing "Woe is me." Okay. Uh, I'm, gonna, I w- I'm gonna fight you. I'm also gonna say this. What's the lead singer's name? Gerard. Yes. Um, in this particular video, they wheel him out on a on a gurney. Uh huh. Of which he comes off of. His face has got some, you know, some white on it, and uh-huh. you know, of course, the eyeliner is really heavy. And he's wearing this shirt that is, you know, got some different straps and stuff across the front and you know to kind of hold it together what have you it looks like i tell you what it looks like a michael jackson shirt and there are a couple of shots where because his face is so pale and his hair falls just the right way i'm like holy cow michael jackson's out there with my chemical romance well that's a new one yeah (laughs) you won't be able to unsee it once you see it no i'll still see gerard way in all his beautiful glory even though he was not nice to me when i met him but whatever well that's i mean look that's his gimmick he's emo no he's not and every other guy in the band was so nice knew my name everything god so okay we all know again like no secrets here i love my chemical romance um but the reason i picked this show because i could have picked my first ever my chem show because i've talked about it here before and it was amazing um but the black parade and this like this era in my, in my show going life was pretty intense because when this record came out, I went to the record release show for it. They did a $2 MTV show before that. Like I went to all these gigs leading up to it. And then that February, they played the Leah Cora center in Philly, which is an arena that holds like 21,000 people and they sold it out. So me and my friend got to to the arena mind you we're 16 we skipped school we our parents knew we were skipping it was fine um so we got there at 6 a.m and we were fourth and fifth in line and we slept in sleeping bags and it snowed that day (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, man. Uh-huh, and there was slush and snow, and we waited and waited and waited, and my dad came and was like, I have no idea how you guys are doing this. And then My Chemical Romance themselves felt bad for, like, the 20 of us that were waiting in line in the snow, so they bought us um, hot chocolate and burgers from Wendy's. <laughs> and then we went in, and, you know, 12 hours later, or however long it was, and um, I was front row in front of all those people seeing a band that I had seen at the club level and it was such a huge moment and when I like I'll never forget them wheeling Gerard out on that gurney and like the scream that came out of my mouth like was epic and <laughs> the show was so good like Steve has made fun of me before because I said like during Famous Last Words there's a bit where the entire crowd sings and I turn around and I just said I'm so proud of this band I didn't make fun I'm of you so for saying that I didn't make fun of you, you for did. saying that you were no. like I just loved like 16 year old Kristen being like I'm just so proud Well, that's, <laughs> that's not making fun that's me a little. that's me like that's all that pulls on my little heartstrings a little bit on yeah. the show um, did they play the did they play the album in its entirety? Yeah, so they came out as the Black Parade, so they were all in their marching band outfit. So they did Dead, and then they did... They ended with Famous Last Words. They played Blood, but Blood was over the speakers. So everybody was just singing all the words, and it was great. And then they came out, and they did a set as My Chemical Romance, because they are two different entities, everybody. <laughs> I'm so jealous, because I, I always... My nephew went to that show in in the Phoenix, Arizona area, and he came out in the stretcher and they did the entire album. I didn't get to see him until probably like a year later. And okay. it was just certain songs. And I was like, oh, man. I mean, but, you know, you're right, man. They just, oh. They, the, I, I never thought I would get into my chemical romance until I heard the Black Parade. And that was just because I could hear all the influences and I loved all their influences. It was Queen. It was the Beatles. It was Bowie. It was, uh, it was so many things. And just great record great band i missed them i do too that was the crossover record like that was they almost died making it but it was the crossover record and everyone knows that damn gino on the piano and that's the joke that every former like 2016 kid they hear that gino and they immediately cry because they're like my chemical romance um but yeah, so I saw them like again, like I said, like I saw them all those shows, like I saw the record release show, and then the last show they played before they finished the Black Parade, they played at the Electric Factory in Philly, which was a total disaster in terms of like it was a small venue, everyone was there, like I was fourth in line again, and then these people started bringing all their friends, and I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I've been here since seven a.m. My Chemical Romance. I spent a lot of time waiting in line to see My Chemical Romance. <laughs> That's basically what my life has boiled down to, guys. How many days would you say you might have spent in line for My Chemical Romance? Oh, my God. Like, way too many. I mean, and a lot of it was in snow. Because <laughs> mm. my dad would just drop me off and then drive away. Hence, Kristen, um, hence Kristen is missing three toes. Yeah, I mean, you guys don't ever see my feet. <laughs> it's because I don't have toes. You, if you remember the scene in Mr. Deeds, where he's like, go ahead, give it a good hard whack. I can't feel anything. It's frostbite. Yeah, that's basically me. I mean, there were times where I definitely thought I was going to take my shoes off and they would be black. And then, you know, I would get into the venue and I'd be like, oh, I'm moving around and dancing and jumping. I, I feel my feet again. This is good. Wow. Um, 
I have nothing else about that. Dylan, I, I'm glad that you had some good stuff to say about my chemical romance. They're just not my thing, guys. Just not my thing. It was something that had to be... It's, you had to see a live show, I think, to really get it. But uh, the music is so good. I think you would enjoy like the Black Parade and from start to finish. And You know, I heard an interview with Gerard Way. I think it was Gerard Way. And... Someone else, maybe a does he have a brother? He does, Mikey, who is so sweet. I heard them on Kevin Smith's podcast one time, and they were talking comics and stuff. So I mean, they're my people. They're, they 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 got some comic geek about them. So, Gerard is a comic book artist. Oh, see, see there. And I think so, he's going to have a show on Netflix. On Netflix, yes, the Umbrella yeah. Academy. <laughs> All right. Well, now we take you really to the fathers of emo. <laughs> I kid, I kid. These, this is a I, look. You talk about legend, uh, Dylan. I see here that you saw them at the American West Arena on Friday, mm-hmm. November twenty third of two thousand one. The U two Elevation tour back in two thousand one. That is correct. Um, yeah, it was my first u2 concert i could have went to the octung baby tour but my shut I, up i don't i was just like i told my parent my mom and my sister and i was like go ahead you don't need to buy me a ticket i'll just wait in the hotel room i don't need to see u2 huge mistake i can't believe wow. I, I did something like that back then so on 2001 came along i wasn't gonna miss my chance to see u2 mm-hmm. and it was just it was oh my god it, it was church i don't know if that makes sense but it was the first time i went to a concert that wasn't like springsteen where it felt like church like this is a holy place mm. like and that's what the music did to me and during this song um out of control he was telling the crowd you know we were just a we were just, we were just a punk band coming out of dublin ireland and we just learned to play our instruments and it was a really great speech and it kind of inspired me to, to keep because every now and then when i was playing music i I doubt myself and I wasn't sure if I should be still pursuing music but at that show during that song and that speech it made me keep going forward with my music well I don't have the American West Arena video but I do have them from around the same year uh, from Slain Council uh, from Slain Castle uh, in 2001 and it's out of control you too So sad. 
so you don't hear a lot of U2 on this show. Um, I like U2. I'm more of like the hits kind of guy with U2. Um, Kristen hates them. <laughs> when did I ever say I hated them? Oh, I don't know. I was just saying. I just kind of assumed. I mean, I don't love them. But... Exactly. And I think that's where I'm at. But I, I think it's really cool, Dylan, that you had an experience where you were there and you were inspired by what they were doing musically and not just, you know, to save the world, you know, because Bono... He's really big on his causes. And I heard, I can't remember who it was. I heard talking about getting to meet Bono. And he said, you just, you kind of hope that someone who does everything that he does that seems to be so good and, you know, and he's so successful and he's so famous and, and he's always got all these causes. You just kind of hope there's something that you don't like about him. And he's like, and I got to spend some time with him and I came away angry because he was such a great guy oh wow he's like there was nothing not to like about bono and um and so i thought that was pretty cool that you know that someone had that experience with him and uh and felt pretty good uh about who he was i i know that their music is always hit and miss with me like and and a lot of times their stuff will even sleep for a little bit with me so i'll I'll hear something, I'm like, I don't really care about that, and then I'll hear it again, and I'll be like, oh, that's a little better than I thought I thought of. I like that more than I thought I did, and then before I know it, I'm like, oh, I really like that song. Well, to be honest, their last record, the one that, that got them in trouble, wasn't all that great. I think yeah. they were just, they were just, it was really, I, I, I liked like two songs off that record, and I was like, wow, what a misstep. But I saw them two weeks ago, Joshua Tree Tour in Phoenix, and they still brought it. Yeah. It was one of the best shows. And uh, and during that 2001 show, No Doubt opened, but we missed them. Oh. Ooh. And, um, but Gwen Stefani came out and sang What's Going On with Bono during their set. Oh, cool. Yeah. These people, this is our tribe. But I still need a land of 500 pounds. What do you say? My old man, 500 pounds. I want to thank my old man for that 500 pounds. I want to thank Larry Mullen's father for 500 pounds. The Edges, mother, father for 500 pounds. Adam Clayton's family for 500 pounds. And by now, You've probably all given us about 500 pounds each too, so thank you. <laughs> I'm out of control! I'm out of control! Wow, so you had to borrow the money to get going, huh? Oh, yeah. I mean, just he, he God, he does his speeches so well. I mean, all I can think of is his speech for uh, Bruce Springsteen inducting him into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame right now. Mm. Just good words. Good words, and uh, just it was just a good, great concert. And I could have been on the floor for that concert, but I gave away my ticket to my niece and nephew, <laughs> and I sat in the stands. And they came back with a U two Elevation baseball shirt for me. Oh for wow! Sitting, yeah, that <laughs> was really good. That was really kind of them. And I was like, I would love to have been on the floor, but the heart they showed uh, just buying me a shirt at the concert was oh, amazing. Sweet. Well, I got to tell you, one of my favorite songs by U two is Elevation. I was so glad that they oh, didn't yeah. call it all you can't leave behind tour. They called it the elevation tour. Cause it's just fun to sing along with when you go when you break it out. It's always fun for me to do. Never in my life 
I thought I would hear Steve sing while I'm on the podcast. <laughs> oh, he does. He, that's what Steve does. It's like such an honor. I was like, oh my god. Oh, oh my god. Kidding. Whatever. <laughs> now, I'm not Dylan, kidding. I'm not kidding. I, I love I love your podcast. So I just it's just so weird to hear my headphones right now. I was like, Steve just sang to me. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I just kind of squealed a little bit. No, I didn't really sing. <laughs> You're Love a rock star, Steve. Hmm. Now, Dylan, I have a question. Sure. What did you two close with on the Joshua Tree tour? Oh God! What At least your show. Oh man. Um. Uh, they closed with one. I think it was one. I don't look did that they? one up. Okay, because I remember when the tour first started, people were all mad because they were closing with a new song, which I thought was really bizarre to close with a new song for an album that hasn't come out yet, right? It hasn't come out? Or no, it, it just... hasn't come out yet. Just okay. a single. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I wanted I was, I was wanted your feedback if he if, or if they actually played the new song or if they were like, no, we're going to put an old one in here. Um, yeah, but they, at my show a couple weeks ago, it felt like they were going to do one more, but they ran out of time or something. It was, it was kind of strange because they felt like they were going to do like one more and then they totally didn't. But hey, I wasn't complaining. I got to hear the Joshua Tree from start to finish and it was a U2 show and I, it, yeah, I'm not going to, I'm not going to complain. <laughs> Is this, I mean, know- if you're going to see a U2 tour, I mean, it's the Joshua Tree. That's like their iconic album. So, yo, Most I have definitely. an, I have an ignorant question to ask. Thank you. Um, is this? <laughs> We're waiting. The floor is yours. <laughs> I had my hand up and everything. Is this is this kind of a relatively, and I mean by relatively new, I guess I mean the past five or six years, thing for these bands to do to say we're going to do this album, the full album, we're going to tour this this classic album of ours. I think they uh, they got. I think you two got inspired by Springsteen doing the river, honestly. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I love I love these album performances bands are doing nowadays. Um, you know, just you two with Joshua Tree, Bruce with the the river. Yeah. I remember Judas Priest a few years ago did British Steel, yep. and that was awesome. That was killer. Um, I like. I want more bands to do that. I, let's, I let's agree. Get my, let's get Mike Cam to do the Black Parade. <sighs> I mean, I've seen it already, but yes. <laughs> I mean, or I the Killers, Sam's Town. You know, I want. I like those tours. I do too, and like. I like it because, I mean, when me and Angie went to see The Killers last year in Samstown and they did that, they did that record, hearing songs like Why Do I Keep Counting and My List, like, that was amazing. And the band even said it when I saw them a few months ago in Atlantic City, Brandon said, you know, we did these Samstown shows and when we played certain songs, we realized, like, wow, like, I didn't realize that song could carry the way it did. So I think it's fun for the bands to go back and kind of pull out some of that stuff that they don't they don't play as often. I mean, even Bruce, like, look at him. Like, you're going to hear Stolen Car at, like, one every, like, 397 Bruce shows. And that was a highlight of the set for me when he did that. Oh, yes. Uh, price You Pay in Seattle for me was, uh, oh, just like, talking about the killers – the river is wild. Oh, is oh my god! But you better run for the hills before they burn. I just it gets me every single time because I could see Brandon on stage doing that electric shock jerk movement when he yep. goes. Oh I my god! <laughs> yes, yes. I couldn't get that out of my head, and every every time I hear the song, I kind of do that too. 
I was like blown away because the second time I ever saw the Killers in Atlantic City, because they seem to play AC every summer, and they played this River's Wild, and I could not believe it. I was like, oh my god, like I'm never gonna see those songs. So for them to play it there, and I've seen the server as wild like three times since I've been seeing the Killers play. But and that song every time I'm like, this is the greatest moment of my life. It's, <laughs> it's like yeah. it's Bruce Thunder Road, you know? It just it's so good. Yeah, it's like you could play this at every show, and I will never get tired of it. <laughs> <laughs> ever, ever. Well, before we continue forward, I just I was wondering about that because I think it's a great idea too. I just wanted to say that. I think it's a great idea for these groups to do that. I know that as a teenager and into college, you know, most of the shows that I would go see, um, if I went to see any shows, were those Christian bands that I was into. And I would dig their albums and I would like a certain song that they would never do live. And I'm like, I don't understand. This is a great song. Why don't they do it? And I just, you know, it's that thing. It's like it's so cool that these these groups are going back and just doing these album tours because you do get to hear songs that you would not you wouldn't normally get to hear. And I don't know. I feel like for the artist, it kind of though you're revisiting some stuff that's been around, you know, twenty thirty years. You're also revisiting stuff that maybe you haven't really done that much of in the past twenty or thirty years. And 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 you can make it fresh and and feel new. Um, before we move on, real quick, want to mention a couple of things. Everyone, we are brought to you, this episode is brought to you by Tops. We appreciate their sponsorship. Tops is the most recognized name in trading cards. They've been doing this since 1950 when they started slipping uh, baseball cards into their gum. And before you know it, it was there, were gum, there was gum coming with your cards. And nowadays, no gum, but man, all kinds of different cards can be found across all of their sets, everything from autograph cards to relic cards. You can get sports cards with actual pieces of the jerseys worn by players and pieces of the bat swung by players and that sort of thing. And uh, Tops is the name in collectible card trading, not just with sports, but also non-sports cards. Of course, we know the Star Wars cards are out there. Right now, it's Journey to the Last Jedi with exclusive looks at The Last Jedi coming soon from Star Wars. You can get that set. They're done with the borders, like the classic 1977 Tops Star Wars trading cards. They're great-looking cards, and they're fun to collect. They've got parallel sets across the board that can be frustrating, but also a lot of fun. If physical cards aren't your thing, but you love digital trading cards, Tops has apps for just about any sports you want to get into. Or, uh, of course, they've got the Star Wars card trader, the Walking Dead card trader, UFC, the MMA card trader on uh, Google Play in the App Store, uh, Tops NFL Huddle, Tops NHL Skate card trader on Google Play in the App Store, WWE Slam card trader, Tops Bunt, and Tops Kick, the football card trader app uh so top they've got it covered across the board if you go to tops.com right now uh here's a couple of things that you'll be able to run into you'll find their garbage pail kids uh throwback set um and their tops on demand gpk classic uh garbage pail kids all kinds of fun stuff with tops you know them you love them show them some love tops.com sponsoring here on rock out loud and across the goldiverse for the next few months and we appreciate their sponsorship of uh this show and all the others also i want to tell you guys about my friend scott henrick scott is um an artist he's worked with the likes of the don bluth company 
He is outstanding at his job and at his work, and he's currently taking commissions. And uh, I actually had Scott do an Ewok Jedi for me recently, and it looks fantastic. Uh, you can get in touch with Scott by going to his uh, website, scotthenricksart.blogspot.com. Get in touch with him. Have him, listen, this is Rock Out Loud. Have him do an album cover for you. Have him make you a rock star, a rock legend, and do an album cover for you. I think I think he'd love to do stuff like that. He's worked across, he's worked on projects like Anastasia and Dragon's Lair, and he is outstanding. Scott Henrik's art blogspot.com he's also a member of the guardians of the goloverse in our facebook group there so you can get in touch with him just look for him posting here and there in the guardians of the goloverse and reach out to him and have him do something for you he's taking commissions right now and he'd love uh to do some work for you so um there you go that's what we want to bring to you Kristen. tell me about i'm not familiar with this group at all amen yeah and i'm sure no one is um and like I said, I don't expect anyone to listen to this clip and be like, oh, my God, I'm a huge Amen fan. <laughs> but Oh, are you talking about that show for, with, her, with Sherman Helmsley from the 1980s? Yeah, everyone loved that. What are you talking about? <laughs> LOL. Um, so Amen is <laughs> oh, a punk wow. band. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, was that savage? Oh, oh, wow. Dylan was giving me something, and Chris was like, okay, LOL, Glosson. That was, that was clever. That was clever. Mm. <laughs> Who throws in an amen uh, reference like, like that? And only people. <laughs> only, that was good. Only Steve Glosson. Accurate. So Amen is a punk band. And I saw them open up for a band called Brides of Destruction, who um, had some pretty notable members in it, namely Nikki Six and Tracy Guns. And um, Amen was the first. I feel like Amen was the first band I saw that wasn't at all polished. Hmm. Like, they were pulling the drums from the drummer. They were swinging guitars at each other. The lead singer was taking his heart medication on stage because he has a heart defect. It was just insanity. And my little 13-year-old brain was just like, Oh my god! Like <laughs> this is so cool. So wait like, a minute. Hold just on. the energy, just the energy that they brought to the stage, like that. I think Amen started. Like Amen was kind of like, oh, so you're also like this kind of music is pretty cool too. And then I started to get into all of you know the other things as a teenager. Like we've talked about, like you know My Chemical Romance and things like that, where you know the mess was definitely part of the uh, the appeal. So you're telling me that this guy would take heart medication on stage? Oh yeah, dude, it was epic. Well, he needs to hook up with the lead singer from Grim Reaper. They can just start a start a whole band based on infirmities. I'm telling you, like it was so good. Even Angie, like Angie said in the chat, mind blowing live. Like Angie's been to a million shows too, and she was like, "Yo, that band Amen though." And I'm like, "I." No. Well, they might have been better than Brides of Destruction. We're going to play a clip of them from uh, the Japanese Summer Sonic Festival in 2004.
Feel like he's doing the wrong kind of music to be having a heart condition. Uh, that's why he has to take the medication on stage, Steve. Hmm. <laughs> Dylan, you ever heard of Amen? No, I haven't, and I'm surprised I haven't. It sounds great. That was. Does it wow. though? Does it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Steve. <laughs> I said, like I said. I know that no one's going to go home and be and listen to this podcast and be like, oh my God, amen, yes, 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 yes. But seeing that performance made me, like, made my little eyes just open. And I was like, that was badass. And those are a bunch of badasses. And yeah, like, it was just killer. And then, like, afterwards, like, we met the dude, the guitar player for the band, and he would, like, it was so funny because Angie literally like grabbed Bill and she's like, you're in the murder dolls, right? Which is another band. You're in the murder dolls. Right. And he was like, yeah. And, and Angie pulls Bill and goes, he's a big fan of your band. And the dude ended up being like a really good friend of Bill's, like just a really good friend in general. Um, so it's hilarious that we met him because of amen. So amen. It's, it's just good things guys. <laughs> Which album should we check out? My God! Now you're asking me to really go back. I like the like their the most recent one because I think that they didn't put out a ton of stuff after that. Pause, please, and let me uh let me look up what you need to listen to because there's two really good albums and then there's some that I'm just like no. <laughs> um, we have come we have come for you that one or we've come for your parents that's really good and then Death Before Music those are the two that I really liked. Got it. Cool. I gotta listen to that later. Yes. See, right. Steve. Good. Five. Good for you guys. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I was. Uh, I just got a text from a friend who, you know, they do that thing we do with each other when someone famous passes, and he just texted Tom Petty, and I was like, "Are you sure?" Because we've been watching this now for a few hours. And uh, he said he saw it from 13 minutes ago on Twitter, and I'm trying to ask from whom on Twitter, just to try to confirm because I've been refreshing a news feed here, <clears throat> um, and and nothing's come up. Um, yeah, the last thing I've seen is that LAPD apologizes for falsely reporting Tom Petty's death. That's what I'm. That's what I'm seeing here. Um, also, of course, there's a, a string of tweets that they seem. I don't know. Not, they don't seem appropriate. <laughs> Tom Petty was re was reported dead, then not dead, which makes sense because you can stand him up at the gates of hell, but he won't back down. I mean, those are just song lyrics. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm just saying, maybe the joke's not in the best taste. That's all I'm saying. It's not. I'm not here to judge. Um. 
here's another group that I'm probably going to get a what from Kristen because I don't know. Uh, the New York Dolls. Yes, sir. House of Blues, Anaheim, California, August 31st, 2005. Now, the Dolls were a 70s punk band or glam rock, depending on the 70s glam rock. And they were the inspiration for, like, you know, Guns and Roses, The Clash, The Ramones. They were beginnings of what punk music was. And they, yes, and they dressed in dresses and they looked quite feminine. And but their music was something I really loved and discovered. They're not, they don't get that much love, honestly. Mm-hmm. But they were such a small, they just did two albums back in the 70s and they were just long lasting punk staples. And they reunited, I think, I don't remember the year, but I remember Morrissey of the Smiths uh, curated a festival in England and he got all the living members of the dolls the surviving members of the dolls to get back together to do mm. a couple shows that slowly snowballed and something else and there was interest and my whole life when i started playing guitar at 14 years old i so wanted to be a new york doll and i played guitar i played along with a record and it's it's something that, in, that inspired me to this day still and finding out they were going on tour we drove 10 hours to california to go see the show at the house of blues and we actually ate at the house of blues because you can get into the venue like an hour before everybody else yeah buddy if you have if you have your receipt or whatever so i did that and i got left side of the stage right in front of sylvain sylvain and and i i remember remember this vividly i had this most garish hot pink nail polish because i thought i'm going to see the dolls i have to wear my nail polish so i had the most no self-respecting woman would wear this color but it's a hot pink and i <laughs> went to the dolls show <laughs> and i was just it was it was heaven and they played everything i wanted to hear and new songs i never heard of and we are all doll fans and in downtown disney for all for god we're right right across the street of disneyland i'm watching the new york dolls get back together and play a crack in two hours set and they're older they're in their 60s and they just it was my lifelong dream coming true and i seeing the band that inspired me all those years ago 20 something years later and seeing them live just uh it just and they're they're, they're no more now but i i was lucky enough to see them a couple of times uh when they reunited and just uh their epicness oh heart 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 love 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 all right. Well, this is I could, again couldn't find the show that you mentioned, which is sometimes you can find these House of Blues shows, you know. Um, but this is from uh, 2004 from the Move Festival in Manchester. Ooh. So, Ooh. Uh, so right around the same time, not not long before you saw them. Uh, this is Personality Crisis. Heart is what you got. 
singer Mick Jagger's long lost brother <laughs> that's David Johansson also known as Buster Poindexter uh-huh. and uh yeah he just he brought it it was just cool and he's still the same size he's that, that skinny and I, I love that performance he played because I actually have the um on the DVD and I was like I remember that performance his voice is kind of a little ragged but it was awesome I'm telling you he looks like Mick Jagger's twin brother just think it's of the like mouth. yeah yeah it's like it's like the Stones' cousins from the Bowery's of New York City. I'm telling you, they could. Uh, he could. He could double. I'm telling you. Remember that bit that Mick Jagger did? I forget who he did it with on Saturday Night Live, where they were doing the mirror bit, pointed at each other. This guy could. Oh, oh, what's what? You, what'd you say? He's also known as Poindexter. Buster Poindexter. Buster Poindexter could have been in that mirror. You, you'll you'll know the Buster Poindexter song, Steve. Oh yeah, you most definitely will. That name <laughs> that does sound familiar. What is the? Wait, hold on. What now? Okay. <laughs> Just YouTube Buster Poindexter. No. Yeah. yeah. This is the same guy. Uh huh. You are kidding me. <laughs> how do you go from that to how to this? Some of you older kids may remember this. Uh, about 15 years ago, as a matter of fact, I was in a band called the New York Dolls. Now look at some of these outfits. I mean, we used to wear some really outrageous clothes. You know, these heavy metal bands in L.A. don't have the market cornered on wearing their mother's clothes. So now, like, I'm into this really refined and dignified kind of a situation. I'm playing music that's so soft and sweet. I mean, you can sit by the fireplace and listen to it. You can have a little glass of wine, maybe, or you could even have dinner. Come on, I'll show you. I. What? (laughs) What? Do you like it hot, hot, hot? Look, okay. People in the party are like it hot, hot, hot. Yeah. See people rocking. Uh, yeah, that is amazing. This is... <laughs> I, when you said Buster Poindexter, I'm like, I know that name. And... Uh, See, when I think of David Johansson, I don't think of the New York Dolls or Buster Poindexter first. I think of a movie called Let It Ride that I'm sure no one has seen. Richard Dreyfus, yeah. Yes! Oh movie. my god, it's so good! And his character is so funny. I die every time he's like probably some coked out drug dealer went nuts again. Like, he's so good. You talking about the comedy from 1989? Yes! Yeah. Jennifer and Richard Dreyfus. It's such a good movie. It's funny. You say David Johansson, the actor. I was thinking of a movie he did, funny enough, with Mick Jagger and Emilio Estevez, and it was called Free Jack. The Mighty Ducks guy? Oh Swear to God. Yeah. Emilio! Yeah, David, David jo- <laughs> <laughs> Mighty Ducks guy, swear to God. Let it ride, wow. Right now, guys. But yeah, 
friggin' Let It Ride is such a good movie. That's it cracks hilarious. me up, and his character literally makes it for me because he's so ridiculous. 50 bucks on Junebug to win. It's the same name <laughs> as my cat. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I gotta appreciate oh, a guy. God. I gotta appreciate a guy that can go from personality crisis to feeling hot, hot, hot to doing a comedy with Richard Dreyfus. I look. Let's me know he doesn't take himself too seriously. I appreciate him. Oh, he was in Scrooged with Bill Murray. Shut your mouth. Who was he in Scrooged? He was the ghost of. Christmas he was the, past, the yes. He was. You're exactly right. Oh my gosh. Steve is his biggest fan now. Oh, man. New York <laughs> Dolls, everybody. Check them out. That's awesome. I'm so happy right now. I love I love feeling hot, hot, hot. That's right up That's right up my 80s alley, guys. Yes, it is. It's my karaoke go-to sometimes. Man. Is it really? Dylan, yeah. if I'd have known... See, I don't... You've never really mentioned it in any of your emails. If I'd have known you were a singer-songwriter, I'm like... Well, come plugged in, son, to do us a tune or two. Oh, uh, sure. <laughs> okay. You gotta come. You gotta come back um, at some point and plug in and be ready to do us a tune. Uh, okay. Well, the gauntlet's been thrown. I can't really say no now. So. Exactly. <laughs> Why would you? <laughs> never, never to Steve. This could this could totally relaunch any career that you want to have. <laughs> you never know. Oh yeah. Most I mean, definitely. we did get 30,000 Twitter impressions today. That's right. 30,000? Um, yeah, I don't know how. <laughs> but that Tom Petty tweet that I posted with no hashtags, yeah. What's it at now? 32,000 impressions. Wow. So we're still just perpetuating the, the, the fake news, basically. Well, TMZ at the time was reporting that it happened. Okay. And that's what you have. You have TMZ as reporting. Yes. Okay. Jake Flores on the Twitter says, Guys, we thoughts and prayers so hard we actually brought Tom Petty back to life. Oh my God. That seems not right. Uh, a while back, I was introduced by my good friend Kristen to a little band called The Struts. Mm -hmm. And I think they're just the bee's knees. <laughs> they so are. Kristen, you've seen them 14 or 15 times? Is it 14 or 15? Come on now. I don't I don't wow. know. It's one of them. I saw them yesterday. Like it's one of them. You saw them yesterday. Look yes, how look how casually you just throw that in. Saw them yesterday. I did. Jed, you know, Jed and I, we had our little interaction from the stage. He sang the part of Put Your Money on Me to me. It's our thing now. <laughs> wow. <was> great. <laughs> You know me, I'm a Jed girl. Love me some Jed. Still hadn't got him on the podcast, though, have you? You know what, Steve? You're not doing a whole hell of a lot in that department either to help me. <laughs> well, this is from the Wonder Bar in Asbury Park. Were you here? Yes, you were. Of course, and you can hear me scream in this video. Sorry, everybody. Um, but there's so okay. There's two struts clips. So this one is literally just from a sing-off that usually happens every show. Um, this one, Luke, just so happened to come into the crowd. Um, and then the next one is going to be like an actual song with like lyrics and things. <laughs> All right, let's give this a listen. Oh, 
Now, Kristen, was that you that went, mm. No. I keep listening for you. He's just going to get them all worked up, ain't he? He's bound and yes, determined. Sir. He's just bound and determined to get them worked up. All right, and this is the next one is uh, where'd she go? From Philly, were you at this show? Of course you of were. Of course, I was right next to the person that filmed this. I mean, we really need these guys to hit big. They're going to hit an arena at some point. They have to. I hope so. Every single time I see them and Luke ends the set with, remember the name, the struts. When my friend who worked at the Wells Fargo Center, when she left that job, she told her boss, she was like, remember the name, the struts. (laughs) (laughs) And she's like, just wait, just wait. Hmm. Wow. They're, they're good. They're so good. They're so That's... good. They're so energetic. They are ju- they are about having a good time, forgetting all the drama. There's no pretense. Like yesterday, it was in front of a ton of NASCAR fans because it was at a NASCAR race. And Luke was like, everyone can come up and don't be shy or self-conscious. Look what I'm wearing. I'm like, I love you. <laughs> perfect i just like and then they played a new song yesterday and the new song was giving me like disco rod stewart vibes and luke was like yeah rod stewart's probably gonna sue me for that and i'm like but it's so good so yeah i mean i wanted to do that little clip of him like working the crowd up because that is very much a signature part of luke's performance and people are always blown away by that and the first time I saw the struts, that was one of the greatest shows I've ever seen in my life. Like, ever at all, period. And and since then, like, I've told them, you guys have never been better than you were that first night in Asbury Park that I saw you. Like, that was just magic. And it was like, we're in Springsteen land. We're in the Wonder Bar right now. Like, there's 200 people in here. It's the dead of summer. Um, I'm sweating my tush off. And I can't breathe. But I'm going to rock out to the struts. 
and tell Luke I'll follow him on bloody stumps through the snow for the rest of my life because of how good they were. <laughs> that was intense. It was, and I said, I was like, yo, I'm about to say <laughs> something to you that's probably going to freak you out, but I just, like, I was that, and I was amazed. And then he took my, my glasses off my head and took a picture with me wearing my glasses, and I was like, ooh, you're a naughty librarian. <laughs> so he looked like... <laughs> uh, my goodness. Dylan, did and then you... went out and hung with Jed when he was smoking a cigarette. It was great. <laughs> and, and Dylan, did you have that experience with them when you saw them? <laughs> um, uh, the place shook. I they played a place called the Launch Pad in Albuquerque, and I bought that VIP package thing. And mm. it, I couldn't believe that not enough people were. I thought there wasn't going to be enough people. I thought it wasn't going to sell out. I was so wrong. There was a line going out the back, mm. and it, the place was. I like those kind of small rock club kind of shows where you can feel the the heat from the street type of thing. And they made the whole crowd united as one, and it was good old fashioned rock and roll. And it just Everybody was, we're all friends, and we're all having a grand time, and it was a band that brought us all together, and the Struts are that kind of band, and uh, I, I want them to be successful and play arenas, but I also, I, I kind of still hold on tight that, like, theater show or club show, but, you know, they're they're destined to be, you know, they're destined for greatness. Well, I have a new, you know, I'm thinking here, and, and I have a new challenge I want to put out to everyone who listens to the show. If you go particularly to a strut show and you get to do maybe a meet and greet, if you do like one of their meet and greet deals, you need to let you tell them, don't tell them you listen to rock out loud and you heard about them on rock out loud. Tell them that you listen to Kristen and they may know her from up around Jersey and Philly. And she said she'd follow them on the snow and bloody stumps on bloody stumps. And she's a she's the librarian. All the, just tell her, just go back and listen to her instances of meeting with these guys, and make sure that you get all the references you can, so that they'll know who you're talking about when you say you listen to her podcast and they should be on it with her. They should they should tell her, they should act offended that she hasn't asked yet. That's what you need to do. You just need to tell them I'm the girl with the curly red huge hair. Yes, <laughs> or or show them a picture. Yes. Yeah, show them one of the many pictures of me. Like, yo, you know this girl? Yes. Follow Kristen on Twitter and Instagram at Xboxing the Stars on Twitter, and be ready with a picture of her pulled up, and just be like, you know this girl? I listen to her podcast. She's the greatest. You're more likely to get a reaction from Jed than any of them. But Jed and Luke. <laughs> but the point is, but the point is, is you'll get a reaction. You'll make a connection. So. Way to just use me as bait for people to become friends with the struts well and then you can say you should totally do their podcast wear your rock out loud t-shirt that you can buy right now by going to geekoutonline.com slash shirts yes do that they always compliment people on their shirts just saying oh <laughs> if you dress gosh. up at a strut show you will get complimented for it buy a shirt everybody um please buy a shirt um Swinging back around to the boss, ladies and gentlemen, Bruce Springsteen. Now, Dylan, you picked "Dancing in the Dark" from Oklahoma City. Yes, uh, I did. And uh, and I want to I want to look at this clip. Let me find these timestamps real quick that you sent along. Um, why did you pick "Dancing in the Dark"? Because Kristen's going to bust your chops about it. Um, it's not you know it's not everybody's favorite Bruce song. I mean, they can always 
take that one out and put something else in. You know, it gets kind of a little bit of hate, you know. Uh, well, not hate, but, you know, it, you could always play something else. This version is um, special to me because it was the fourth show of the River Tour that I got to see. And my whole family came out. And um, and we all had signs ready for, you know, in case, you know, Bruce takes a sign and requests, you know, song. And the sign said, my whole family, there was one, two, three, four, five, six, two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve, fifteen of us who went to Oklahoma City uh, by car. And we all made signs in our hotel room. And one of the signs said, Bruce, will you dance with my Navajo family? And if it's, the clip is already there, nine minutes and 56 seconds in, if I'm not mistaken, he... I'm seeing someone throw a sign up there to him. And yes, we yeah, there it is. Dance with my Navajo family. And he's being Bruce. He's being super nice Bruce. The coolest guy in the world who smiles more than any cool guy should. And that's your niece getting up on stage with him? Yeah. Look at her. Oh, wow. I mean, he brought her up on stage. That's great. Doing a little dance around there. And that's during Dancing in the Dark? Yeah, yeah. And um, I just felt like if she got on stage, we were all on stage with her. Yeah. That's awesome. Now, what's the other timestamp you had here for this? The twenty-two seventeen. Oh. oh, that was um, that was um, Bruce walking through the crowd, and he actually um, grabbed my my niece's hair. Oh, nice. <laughs> You'll see a girl with like green or blue hair. Yeah. And Bruce came back, and then he just yeah. Cried. It was just amazing. Look at that, man! I love Bruce Springsteen. I figured I would um just to uh just to have a connection I would play the same set, the same song from the show I was at a couple of months earlier in February in Atlanta uh in uh Dancing in the Dark here we go You you can't see me anywhere in this video the angle is all off. However, there is another video um, by Al Saunders on YouTube that is directly across the arena from where I was sitting behind the stage. And uh, I I can't find me, but maybe if you had a magnifying glass, you could use it and actually see me somewhere up there behind him. I can't remember what I was wearing. Probably a black shirt. Uh... Oh, they're panning around. Wait a minute. Maybe I'll get close to me. Wait. Hold on, guys. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm totally ruining the show right now. They just co- This thing just panned around right to where I was sitting. Let me see if I can see me anywhere <laughs> up here. Wait. Uh, wait. Pan. Where'd you... Sorry, guys. Well, look. Dylan's got... It's like, there's my niece on stage. There's my other niece with her green hair. And... And I'm, I'm just, hey, I did see me, I think. Just standing there. Oh, my God. Bobbing my head. 
Hold not on. moving. Not moving. Just a big fat guy just standing there. Yeah. There I am. I think. I'm pretty sure. Anyhow, so Bruce is great. Man, he works a crowd like nobody's business. And rightfully so. Kristen, He's you the boss. He is the boss. Were you you said you were at the you were at the world record? Yeah. Longest concert? Yeah. And that went what, thirty six hours? Yeah, about. Yeah. It felt that way because the set list was awful. Um, oh, that's terrible. Yeah. Uh, it was great for my dad, who was front row, not so much for me. Um, it was four hours and six minutes. Mm. Wow. So it was, um, I think it was six minutes shorter than a set that he did over in, in Sweden. Mm. But that was with an acoustic show beforehand. So I like to not count that. Um, in Sweden, yeah, and had, well, I, listen, let's not. I know you don't want to count Sweden, but we have to. We've already we've already offended set. the Norse countries enough on this show. It was an acoustic set before the show. I feel like that shouldn't count. Um, but yeah, so I was at that show. I was. I love Andy Sweden. Hill, and wait, is Sweden? Was, yeah, it's Sweden's a Norse country. I'm sorry, I'm back on geography. My God, don't have you learned? Don't get on geography. <laughs> But yeah, so my set list that night was awful, aside from like a few gems. Um, but then I went the second night and saw Backstreets and cried and <laughs> lost my damn mind and saw Jersey Girl. We got one more for Philly and for Jersey. And I was like, yes, because he never wants to play Jersey Girl in Philly because he's like, no, we're not in the right state. And we're all like, Bruce, you got to cross the river to the Jersey side from here too, buddy. So sometimes we get it. <laughs> And Dylan, in that in that clip, you and your family were down on the floor. Yeah, yeah, we got uh, we got the the first tier, I guess, uh, the first pit. Hmm. And uh, yeah, I was lucky on that that river tour. Three out of the four shows, I got first tier on all of them. And the Oklahoma one was a spur of the moment because the tickets they oversold or something because mm -hmm. we got like four GA tickets for about about 180. And um, wow. It was really good because the tickets are normally like a hundred bucks a piece. But so we, mm -hmm. we just I bought four without even thinking of it, and I just taking whoever with me loaded up three cars, and we drove to Oklahoma. And uh, there was an, another podcaster there by name podcaster there by the name of Jesse Jackson who was in the audience, but he was way up in the nosebleeds, and he was he's like I know he's down there, and we were all wearing these uh, red bandanas on our wrists. We're trying to get Bruce's attention, and then you can see us. And I sent a picture to you guys a little while ago. Hmm. Um, but man, I, I, what do you think? Uh, um, your last Springsteen concert, I always think, is uh, your your favorite Springsteen concert. I, I always I always think of that. But this this one's gonna be hard to top if Springsteen goes on tour again because it was just unifying family moment. That I even have a um, artwork, uh, a poster art. <laughs> of all of us in a selfie at that concert of all of us. And that's the picture I sent you. And uh, my niece got on there, danced with Bruce and she asked him for a selfie on stage. <laughs> you could see it in the clip and she, you could, it's, uh, we, it was just, uh, and I, something I'm, if she got up there, that's all that mattered because we were up there with her in spirit. That's cool. That's cool. That's, I was, that's the dream. Yeah. I was behind the stage. 
I was um I was watching there was this old couple that was down like right at the stage just having the time of their life. And that I think made me so just really amplified the happiness that I had at the show I was at because I'm like look at these people just have, and the whole show just everyone having such a good time. And it's that, like that was the that was the first show and it always happens to Springsteen fans but it never happened to me until that show where a complete stranger, some guy, put his arm around me while we were singing Badlands together. Well, I'm really glad. <laughs> I'm really glad no one did that to me. Um, but you know, so antisocial, Steve. I'm not antisocial. I just don't. You know, don't touch me. You don't know me. Um, I mean, if it if it were you, Kristen, or you, Mac, it's like, okay, I know you. It's fine. Go ahead. Throw your arm around. Let's sing it out. Badlands. You know, let's do it. But you know, otherwise, if you're a stranger. Just be a stranger. It's okay. I mean, I had the stranger come up to me during Backstreets because I was like, I was rocking out like I was at, an, at a, a metal show, guys. And um, <laughs> yeah, like that. I, I waited 26 shows. Technically, I saw it on my first show, but I don't remember it. So I waited 26 shows for that damn song. And I was throwing the horns and headbanging and crying at the same time. And this dude came up to me during the guitar solo and he was like, you're the only person up here that's rocking out, man. High five. And I was like, I've waited 26 shows. <laughs> it was a moment. I just I just have to be front row for a Bruce show. Maybe the key is to not go to a tri-state area show. <laughs> Maybe the key is to go to where things are a little bit less insane. <laughs> is, there, is there a place like that with Bruce fans, though? I mean, yes, obviously Oklahoma. <laughs> okay, all right. I mean, we just had this conversation, Steve. Oklahoma, here we come. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, because it's not Philly, not Jersey, not New York, hmm. not Boston, not North Carolina, not Florida. I have to get away from the East Coast. Seven times, Kristen, you've seen The Killers Live. Yes, sir. Seven, and one of those times you actually went out to Vegas to see them, as we mentioned earlier. It was a beautiful thing one year ago. Um, well, let's let's get this going. Read my mind from the Royal Albert Hall. Is this off that disc? Is this off that DVD? Yeah, that I gave you. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought so. I thought it looked familiar. <laughs> what? I'm being serious. You're just funny. Okay, here we go. Turn the snail around. 
How much do you love the killers, Kristen? A lot! <laughs> Obviously. Um, but, like, this song... Like, this song is summed up best. Someone asked Brandon a question on their Facebook Q&A before Wonderful Wonderful came out. And they said, well, what's your favorite killer song? And he said... I haven't been shy that my favorite killer song is Read My Mind. And he says, because it doesn't matter if we're playing a bar, a club, a theater, an arena, a stadium. It does not matter. When Read My Mind starts, the room changes. Hmm. And it does. Like, those synths hit, and, like, the hairs on my arms stand up. Like, I... And then I don't know what it is, but that opening lyric, like on the corner of Main Street, just trying to keep it in line, is so beautiful to me. And I have no idea why, but oh my God. And every time they play it, it's like a Born to Run and a Badlands where that song could be in every single set from now till the end of time. And I would be okay with hearing it every time. Maybe Steve, maybe I'll high kick when I hear it in January. I don't know. I can't. I can't make any promises. But this is also me and Angie's song. This is a song that I we always put our arms around another and sing to one another and jump up and down. Did he do the read my mind thing on the piano a little later in the set? What he plays it just solo piano? No, he did not. Okay, uh, the show I went to, he a couple uh, after. Um, read my mind that he did on top and he's just Brandon sitting at the piano and he sings the lines from read my mind again, just by himself with a single oh. spotlight. And that was, that was a moment. It was, it was like the river's wild, uh, dance he did, you know, just something <laughs> I vividly remember. And, um, yeah, that was, wow. Oh. Yeah. Like I, I've gotten like the piano, I've gotten it of human and I've gotten it of when you were young and I've gotten it for interlude. And that was it. Those are the songs I always get on the piano. Wow. Freaking epicness, man. But yes, you do need to see the Killers again. Are they coming anywhere near you on the Wonderful Wonderful Tour? <laughs> uh, the closest is Las Vegas, I think. Oh, okay. Well, of course. They got to play that T-Mobile Arena. <laughs> I think it's MGM Grand, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. That's surprising to me. Wow. I'm looking at my uh, set list for the Killers concert. I did get to hear my list. Oh, yeah. so good. And glamorous indie rock and roll. That's one of my favorites. Yes! I would have killed to hear um, them to do Tranquilize. It's one of my all-time favorites. Even when, even if Lou Reed isn't on it, too. I love the Lou Reed version so much. I felt like it brings something more to that. And that whole um, Sawdust album is pretty killer. I like the, the covers and the Leave the Bourbon on the Shelf and... I was going to say, Steve likes a particular song off of Sawdust, Man, and it is Leave the Bourbon on the Shelf. I love Leave the Bourbon on the Shelf. I just dig that song so much. <laughs> it's a great song. Isn't Thank it you. part of, like, a, they, call, they call it a murder trilogy or something? Three songs? Yep. The murder trilogy. Midnight Show, Jenny Was a Friend of Mine, and Leave the Bourbon on the Shelf. Yeah, they all, they're all the same story. I like that. I love that. Like, the first Killers record, like, it was so thematic. Like you could make a movie from those songs, even though it wasn't a concept record, you could do that. And then like, I love like the fan art that people make of the murder trilogy too. Like it's, Oh, I just love the killers guys. I had to look that up. Artwork murder trilogy. Yeah. It's super cool where they break it down for like each song and they do like little motifs for like each big part of the song. It's really cool. If I find it on Tumblr, I'll have to send it to you. 
Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's uh, that's the that's the uh, that's our list, guys. That's the that's the shows. Dylan, thank you for joining us on this episode, man. It's been great. Thank you guys so much for giving me the honor to be on your podcast. I'm very grateful. And listen to Rock Out Loud, buy a t-shirt. <laughs> hey, what? You are always welcome on this podcast. Even before you said that, you're always welcome. Yeah. Plug your stuff, man, one more time. Where can people find you online should they wish to? Uh, Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Macca McManus. You can find my podcast, Macca's Reservation Radio and Delicious Hellfire, on the website, macasresradio.podomatic.com. All right. And uh, do you have a favorite Tom Petty and the Heartbreaker song or a Tom Petty song? Uh, yeah, I heard it live. Uh, it's called Walls Circus off of the She's the One soundtrack. Okay. Um, Kristen, do you have a favorite Petty song? Uh, not, not really. I really do like hit wise like i do really like mary jane's last dance and mm -hmm. i also really like stop dragging my heart around yeah i like the stevie version and i like the non-stevie version mm -hmm. i mm -hmm. like um i like here comes my girl i like the guitar and here comes my girl one. yeah um but at this point as we get ready to close out we're still uh we're still seeing that um reports that he's not yet passed and so who knows maybe maybe he'll kick out um in fact five facts you need to know from heavy.com tom petty clinging to life uh he was found unconscious in his home on sunday rushed to the hospital put on life support um and so that's that's what we've got he had plans to go on another tour and uh and as Kristen said, completely healthy. So we don't want to end necessarily on a downer, but you know, we we're hoping for the best for him and his family. And uh, we're hoping for the best for all of you. And we're, I'm actually going to play some petty on the way out instead of Def Leppard. Let's go around. Um, and, uh, you'll just all have, well done. You just all have to deal with it. Um, you can find us on Twitter at rock out loud pot. You can also find Kristen at Xbox, Xboxing the stars. If you want to, uh, follow the entire Goliverse, we invite you to do so at Goliverse on the Twitter. You want to buy a Rock Out Loud shirt? We got them. I like the shirt, to be honest. I'm, I'm pretty proud of it. It's a Rock Out Loud Multiverse Tour shirt. You can pick it up by going to geekoutonline.com slash shirts. We encourage you to do that. If you want to support the shows, you can get music from any of these artists by going basically to amazon.com and you can use the links you'll find at geekoutonline.com and geekoutpodcast.com to do so. Uh, We'd also like to thank Tops for their sponsorship of the Goliverse. And uh, check out Tops.com for all those cool apps they have, different card trader apps. And if you're a card collector like me, you know that they are the name in collectible trading cards since 1950. So thank you, Tops, for your support. Don't forget my friend Scott Henrik's art.blogspot.com. And uh, if you want to get in some conversation with us, rockoutloudpod at gmail.com, rockoutloudpod at gmail.com. And, uh, of course, the Facebook group you can get too easily by going to geekoutonline.com slash group is where you'll get the Goliverse group, and you can find Rock Out Loud podcast on facebook.com as well. And we invite you to like those different things and be a part of those things to interact with us between shows. 
We've got another show coming in about a week. And until then, for Dylan Macca McManus, I'm Steve. I'm Kristen. Rock on, everybody. Rock on, guys. Bye.